1: Well, this episode is going to be honest. I think that's the best word I can use to describe it. And I'm saying the things that I think a lot of us are a little bit afraid to say in light of recent events. I think there's you know, a lot going on and we all have feelings about it. <laughs> and we have a lot of feelings actually, but I think there's um, some feelings that are minimized or invalidated because of you know, perspective of what's going on in the world. So I guess the best place I can start with or start at, the best place I can start at, is that the best way to say it? We'll just roll with that. Um, the best place for me to start is with my confession. So here's my confession. I've had to combat and work through a lot of feelings of confusion and disappointment. And I think disappointment is the key word there this year specifically. Like 2020, not gone according to plan in any way. Now, before the prospective police come out to virtually arrest me and remind me of all the ways I shouldn't, you know, complain and all of the things I should be thankful for and all of that, I want to point out that I don't say this to minimize the tragedy or to be insensitive or anything like that. I am so thankful to be healthy and to be safe and to be okay. And so I know a lot of people are facing things that are worse, you know, but I think sometimes the the prospective police can come out and be like, well, what you've gone through, like look at what this person's gone through, right? And just totally invalidate pain or challenge or struggle or whatever it is that someone's walking through because it doesn't seem as bad as someone else's. And I think there are varying degrees of difficulty in life, right? That's just part of it. But I don't think that gives us a green pass or a, a, a you know uh, just a green light. Sorry, that's the word I'm looking for to just come up and you know police other people's experience. And I think because people tend to do this. And sometimes it's healthy, especially when we're held accountable by people in our life that care about us and that you know want us to remain um, positive and keep a healthy perspective on the things we have to be grateful for. But I also think what sometimes that can do is when it when it comes from, let's say, strangers on the internet or people who don't really care about our well being, it can almost feel like okay, well then I feel guilty now for even experiencing the frustration that I'm experiencing, and I don't think that's healthy. But I I say I say it because as real as the tragedy is and as much as we need to be as supportive and helpful and, and um, sensitive to that as we can be, I also know that so many people around the world are feeling massive disappointment or frustration or even fear that has come as a result or a repercussion of everything going on with this coronavirus pandemic. It has reached into every sphere of human society and how we function. You know, Brides have had to cancel their weddings. I can't imagine that. You put, you put a ton of time and money and, you know, planning and so many things that go into a wedding. And, you know, I know people that were expecting to be married right now and now they're not going to be married for another six months to a year. And that's not to say that's the end of the world, but that is a big dang expense. You know, like that's huge. College seniors won't, a lot of them won't have their commencement ceremony. Again, like something that can be so easy to take for granted is just like a normal thing. But when it's taken away, you realize like, wow, you know, that's actually a pretty big deal. A lot of athletes haven't been able to finish out their seasons. And for, I know a lot of young athletes, that's made it difficult for things like, um, you know, college scholarships and whatnot. Like, I know that's put a really big dent in the way that they were planning to go. People who relied on jobs for a stable source of income have had that taken away seemingly overnight. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And it's absolutely heartbreaking to not only see the number of cases of this of this virus and those families affected by the illness and those who have lost loved ones. I mean, that, let's just like moment of silence for them because, you know, that is huge. But in addition to that, there are also vast repercussions that have been caused, you know, or that have that have been in existence beyond just the health issues themselves. And so I love this Lisa Turker's quote that I saw my friend Audrey, Audrey Roloff share. It says, "'Please know that processing our disappointments is not only okay, it's emotionally and spiritually necessary. You are not making light of someone else's serious pain when you process your pain to gain a better perspective.'" social distancing doesn't mean we distance ourselves from offering each other grace. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. That's what we're going to do. We're going to dive into facing disappointments, and then we're going to rally to find the courage, the confidence, and the class that it takes to move forward when plans royally fall apart, as I'm pretty sure they have for all of us. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, so I'm going to dive into a little recap of what life has looked like in my world, Um, just to give a little context as to why I said this year has been, I think, disappointment and (laughs) uh, upside down ruined plans is like the best way to describe 2020 so far. But if you haven't followed my journey for very long, I quickly just will recap in january my husband and i we well actually in december we had planned our entire year around having a baby and so we had found out we were pregnant early in december and so we spent that month preparing 2020 like the business plan the family plan the vacation plans the you know maternity leave plans all the things around that so unfortunately and sadly we miscarried in january So the very beginning of the year, that's how the year started out. Um, So because we had planned an entire year around something that now was no longer going to happen, we really had to figure out how to pick up the pieces and replan after we lost the baby. And that wasn't just disappointing. I mean, that was heartbreaking. And loss is a real thing. That's why I say like this isn't to be insensitive to the loss that is happening all around the world. It's just to like touch on the subject of disappointment in this specific episode. But, you know, it's really interesting because in December, I was really trying to be proactive when it came to planning 2020 in advance. I spent a lot of time with my team, a lot of time with my husband, talking through non-negotiables, talking through goals, you know, putting calendars on our walls and, you know, highlighting certain weeks that we were going to do certain things and launches and all of that stuff. And, you know, It was just interesting how a lot of things have changed the trajectory of those plans in the past few months. In fact, pretty much everything that I thought we were going to do has completely changed. And so I'm kind of like, okay, wow, all those days we spent, you know, really putting together a plan and a strategy feels completely pointless. Um, And, you know, that's just life. Unfortunately, that's kind of the reality of being a human. We can plan, but sometimes those plans don't actually pan out. But anyway, so just after we came up for air from that, I mean, January, I pretty much say was a non-month. I just call it a non-month. <laughs> it was like January 25th or something. And my mom was like, are you thinking about trying to work anything anymore? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm like kind of getting back into it. I was, But it was like two weeks, two and a half, three weeks after everything. And so I was like, you know... It's just a non month. I'm just going to give myself grace and, you know, feel what I need to feel and heal physically and do all that stuff. So I say January was a non month because it did not follow through on any of the plans we had and kind of threw a wrench in everything. So by, you know, mid February, we kind of had looked at everything and put our heads together and come together and said okay, new plan <laughs> because now we just lost 5 weeks of the year and that really na- naturally affects everything else we're doing. So, new plan, what are we doing? And, you know, shortly after all of that, it was kind of like, okay, we had a pretty solid new plan set in place. And 4 weeks later, 5 weeks later, this global crisis known as COVID-19 hit and threw a massive wrench into those as well. Maybe you can relate to that, maybe you can't. I know a lot of author friends had book launches that were completely ruined book tours that were ruined speaking events canceled and for for people who rely on speaking for their income that's a big deal you know people who rely on on events for their income big deal you know and it's like and that's part of what I do i'm thankful it's not all that i do but there's it doesn't really matter like even if you don't have i mean it matters there's a different magnitude but no matter what your plans are a lot of things have just had to be shifted and recalibrated so you know i know you can probably relate to this in one way or another maybe you've had plans for how you thought this year was going to look maybe you had a wedding or family plans or career goals or business revenue benchmarks or launches that you were on track to hit or to follow through with only to feel like they've been completely flushed down the drain so look i get it and you're allowed to feel frustrated by that and if no one's told you that can this just just let this be your permission to say hey You can be frustrated you're allowed to be disappointed your feelings are not invalid yes there are big hard scary terrible things going on in the world but here's the deal pandemic or not that's always the reality like yes in light of the pandemic those disappointments may seem small but what i think is important for us to remember is there is always tragedy going on around the world and and that's horrible i mean sadly there's always something hard going on the world someone else will always have it worse And someone else will always have it better. You know what I mean? So it's like, why are we comparing our challenges? Like, they're just different, you know? And that doesn't make, you know, again, like I said, there are definitely things that are more tragic than others. But I just think we have to remember, like, yes, this pandemic is going on. Yes, it has all of our attention. Yes, it has totally, you know, affected every corner of the world. But I think what's so important to remember is, this is a this is highlighting something that I think we can just forget about in our lives that we can easily just you know turn our brain off to when it's not right in front of us all the time that there's hunger going on in the world there's loss going on every single day people are dying of the flu or diseases or heart heart attacks and so many other things every single day like people aren't just dying of covid-19 right now you know what i mean so it's like I think that if we're going to talk about perspective is a healthy perspective to have even more so than pain shaming or like challenge shaming or disappointment shaming people. I actually think the more healthy thing to do is to like see this for what it is, acknowledge it, be as helpful as we can in it and play our part to be supportive and helpful and do what we can to, you know, move on from it and to heal as a, as a world from it and to unite in it. But I also think it's important to realize, like, this isn't the only time hardship's happening. It's just right in front of our faces 24-7. So just a little thought right there. But all that said, I do want to just point out that you are allowed to feel frustrated by that. And something that I have been noodling on, (laughs) noodling is my word for thinking, pondering, (laughs) Um, something I've been really noodling on or just what I'm learning is what it looks like to navigate both a personal crisis and a global crisis in the same year. And what that looks like as a female business leader and as a woman and as a Christian, like, what does that look like? And, you know, I created a business to have freedom of not only relying on someone else, but when this kind of thing happens, you have to learn how to survive and lead those who rely on you without necessarily being able to rely on someone else. So there's always, you know, with every, every good thing, there's, there's always two sides to every coin. Right? So I think it's like, man, That's an interesting perspective. And as tough as it can be, there's something empowering in that, though. You know, like I I think I've, as I've been pondering that, like I wanted to get free of having to have a job so that I didn't have to report to someone else. And that was hugely beneficial and like such a blessing during my personal crisis. And it still definitely is in my global, in this global crisis. But I think it's been interesting to kind of lean into like, huh, you know, like, Man, I wanted to get free of a job so that I could create jobs for others. So I wanted to not rely on a boss. So, but now it's like an interesting perspective of, but now what does that look like when you don't have that boss to rely on, right? And and here's the feel. Here's the thing. The feel. The thing. So many people who aren't business owners are feeling that same tension. They're like, what the heck? I I got a job so that I could rely on someone, and I've either lost that job or drastically had hours cut back or whatever. And that proved to be unreliable. So that's just another like reminder that the things we put our hope in in the world aren't lasting. But that said, you know, I'm really digging into, you know, looking for the empowering part of this. Like, yes, there are disappointments. Yes, plans have had to change. Yes, it's been interesting and overwhelming in many ways. But I'm trying to see like there's something empowering about this too. You know what I mean? It like challenges us to take ownership and not like rely on others for help. Yes, like that's not what I mean. But to understand that we have to take ownership of things you know, and and create opportunities for ourselves and make things work. And I'm just learning that life and leadership isn't supposed to be easy. I mean, I knew that in theory, right? We all know that. That's not like, woo, like big revelation. However, I think sometimes you're forced to learn it in a deep way in which you have to put it into practice.
0: Want the
1: same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer? Upgrading to high-quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like these are incredible. <laughs> And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she thrivemarket.com slash she. Here's the thing. I have to say the rewards far outweigh the challenges, the impact, far outweighs the disappointments and the purpose far outweighs the problems that I will inevitably face that I have faced. Like that's just the fact. And the same is true for you. And I think how we respond as leaders in our respective spaces, whether that's in your local community or in your small business or in your workplace or in your household or all of the above, I think you know, how you and I respond as leaders in our respective spaces, whether that's in your local community, in your graduating class, in your small business, in your workplace, or in your household, or all of the above. How we respond communicates a lot to the world and directly impacts how we as a society will recover and move forward. Now, again, our disappointment is valid, but our response really matters. And so I just wanna give you some short and sweet quick few thoughts on how to move forward. What are some like things to be thinking about? What are some practical steps? If you feel like your plans have just been ruined or you feel like um, a little bit of anxiousness or uh, just frustrated and disappointed, I want to give you uh, five thoughts, five steps, five things you can do when it comes to how you're going to be moving forward from maybe some crumbled plans or some unmet expectations or just some massive disappointment. So The first thing I want to say is get creative. I, you know, think this is one of the most challenging things to do when our our gut reaction, when our natural instinct is to like isolate and go into a box and be like, I'm going to hide from the world because the world's scary right now and it's emotional and it's stressing me out. Here's the thing, (laughs) you actually have to use this time to go into the world more. Like when you want to put yourself in a box, that's when you have to start thinking outside the box. You know, in this season, I am putting new things out into the world that I've never put out before, but have been asked for. And so I'm finally kind of like leaning into that and paying attention to that. And it's uncomfortable because it's different from things I've created in the past. Um, And the unknown uncharted territory is always scary. But I think here's the thing that we need to remember the things that are scary are also part of the fun, right? Like that's part of the growth that comes. So, my challenge in this context is to try to see it as an opportunity even if it feels like an obstacle. So, you know, going back to when my team and I had to go back to the drawing board for the second time in the first quarter of the year, (laughs) it felt like a massive obstacle. I was like, we were already full steam ahead in this. We had contractors being paid and, you know, people like halfway through projects. And those are all kind of being pulled and recalibrated and bumped till later in the year to, for the sake of being sensitive for the sake of, you know, meeting relevant needs right now, not just putting out what would have been relevant before this all happened, you know. So anyways, all that said, it's just been interesting because it's been a little bit of uncharted territory even for me as a creator and a creative to think through, okay, like I need to put what I was going to put out into the world later this year actually out into the world now because it better meets needs and it's more 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 relevant. And so I'm trying as much as that felt like an obstacle. Like when it, when it came down to it, it felt like I was looking at a mountain and I'm looking ahead to the year and feeling like, how am I going to get around this huge obstacle? But then my team and I started to go, well, where's the opportunity? And not in an opportunistic, weird way, just in a way that's like, well, how can we shift our perspective on this, even if it feels like an obstacle? So I want you to to think a little bit outside the box. I want you to get creative and try to see this as an opportunity, even if it feels like an obstacle. I want you to write down, I, like right now in the notes section on your phone or in your journal or whatever, write down this, whatever it is, feels like an obstacle. So whether that's, I lost my job, it feels like a huge obstacle, or um, I'm, you know, out 10 clients, that feels like a huge obstacle, or um, th- you know, this event is canceled, feels like an obstacle, whatever it is, write that down. And then I want you to say, write down beneath that one to three ways this can be an opportunity. Now start thinking forward right now. Stop looking at right now and look ahead and say, okay, what is this an opportunity for? Even if it's not the opportunity I wanted. Okay. All right. Number two. Is to ask other people in the similar space how they're handling what you're facing. Because here's the thing: you're, the good thing about this is you're not facing this in an isolated experience. So if if it comes to your wedding, let's say that was a plan that just got completely ruined, ask other brides how they are handling things. How they are making different plans? Are they getting creative and doing you know virtual ceremony with just their closest family and friends right now with you know small groups? Are they bumping their wedding six months? How are they handling, you know, deposits and down payments and all of those things that may be non refundable or, you know, sunk costs, things like that? Like talk to other people and they might not have the answers, but they might spark an idea or they might just help you go, okay. I can do this, right? Just by knowing you're not the only one. If you are a small business owner in a certain space, ask, if you're a coffee shop owner, ask how other coffee shop owners are finding ways to monetize right now. Are they doing something online? Are they creating digital gift cards? Are they How are they using social media to get their message out of what they need? Like look at, at others in your space and, and think about what are they doing and how are they getting creative and how can we put our heads together to support one another? Okay, number three is pivot, don't quit. This has been a really huge one for me. Like I said, we've had to move some things around and pivot our plans to best position ourselves to meet new, arising, relevant needs in the best possible way. And I really encourage you to do the same. I think sometimes, like I said, it can be really easy to kind of go in your turtle shell and be like, okay, wake me up when the world's normal again, you know, but the world's never normal. We just live in like this little bubble, I think sometimes. And so this is just, I think, a good gut check of the harsh reality of the world at times. And we live in a broken world, but I think we also live in a beautiful world. And the way that we can show up and meet needs in the world right now, the way we can use our skills to serve others, the way we can use our knowledge to empower others. I truly believe that's what's going to shift the tide of how this ends up going, even if it's not the plans we originally had. And so I really encourage you to do the same. Think about how can I maybe pivot? If I had this plan or this thing I was going to launch or this job I was going to go for, this thing I was going to try, what new, list kind of comes back to the obstacle versus opportunity thing. What new, maybe a little window of opportunity, or if I just moved a degree to the left, what would I see? If I got my plans off of, this was supposed to be what happened, you know, or my eyes off of, this was supposed to be what happened. This was the plan. And you're just looking at that path so obsessively, knowing that you're not going to be able to walk on it right now, then you need to look just to the left of the path and be like, oh, but I didn't see this because I was so dang focused on what, you know, is behind me. So just try to think through like, what's a small pivot I can make? What's a small tweak I can make for us that was reordering the order in which we were going to do things this year and adjusting a couple things about them. Um, What does that look like for you? What does that look like in those areas where you're feeling a lot of disappointment and how might you be able to pivot, not just completely give up on it or quit? Okay. All right. Number four is to be still and listen. Okay. (laughs) I know this seems like really, but through both types of adversity that we've experienced this year, both personal and now global, I've discovered massive clarity, like on a level that I've never experienced before, because, and I think why that's so huge for me is because that's something that I've always struggled with up until very recently. It's almost like, oh, I see all the puzzle pieces coming together in this very clear way. And so... I think sometimes seasons that force us to slow down, seasons that force us to focus on what matters most, especially like, again, coming back to perspective of the bigger, the bigger perspective, you know, it's just kind of like, it really forces you to think through and to listen and to, and to still, and to still your mind and to think about what am I actually doing? Why am I actually doing it? Right. Um, We were reading, I I shared this on social media um, several weeks ago, but Um, my husband and I were reading one Sunday afternoon and I looked up to see him crying like he was tearing up. And that is a very, very rare occasion. And I asked him, I said, what's wrong? And he said, nothing. And then he pointed to the dog laying at our feet. And then he goes, it just hit me how much Hoosier, which is our dog's name, is just content to be with us. He's not worried about anything. And he's just so happy being at our feet and hanging out with us and listening to what we're doing. And I think we forget that's how we, we can be with God that's the invitation we're given to just be content and rest. And I was like, okay, you know, then I almost started crying, but it's true. It was such a good perspective. You know, I think sometimes God wants the world, you and me, you know, and all of us not to worry so much about the things that we have lost control of, but to be content with the things that he has control of, even if it seems like everything is chaos. And maybe that's what we really need. Maybe we just need to be like dogs or kids or both, right? To have a childlike heart and I think this in some ways is an opportunity to be like kids again. I think when we get so into our hustle and so into our to-dos and so into, you know, all the tasks on our plate and the things we want to become experts at and all that stuff, it's all, it's all great. Like constant growth. Absolutely. But I think part of growth is actually allowing ourselves to have ch- ch- like childlike hearts, you know, to try new things without thinking about all the things that could go wrong. I mean, think about a kid. A kid wants to learn how to ride their bike. They They don't go oh, well, my neighbor might judge me if I fall. My neighbor might not like that I'm riding the pink bike because they have a pink bike. Like they don't think like that. But how often do we think about that in terms of the, the, the things that we do as adults, right? Like we get so caught up in these things that don't matter. And I think being like a kid is actually forward growth, not in an immature way. I'm not talking about like having a temper tantrum at two in the afternoon, but I'm talking about the the wonder and the, and the imagination and and the heart and the mind that understands and sees not problems not um you know what other people think but a, the heart of a child sees possibility you know the heart of a child sees what could be and i think we have an opportunity to adopt that same mindset if we so choose to and that really leads me into point number 5 which is when it comes to what you're doing when it comes to work whatever that is Consider starting something new if that applies to you. Even if it's just on the side, tap into your creativity. If you have a little time, look at this as an opportunity to finally write that book or start selling your seamstress services or learn a new skill. This is a time in our world that's demanding us to think outside the box and get outside our comfort zones. And I really want to challenge you to do that. And I honestly have full, full confidence that you are that you will do that with me. I'm doing that. We're doing that as a team. Our family's doing that. And I really want to invite you into that. I want to give you that same invitation to think outside the box and get outside your comfort zone and get creative and allow yourself, allow this time to be something that, Uh, flourishing comes out of. I love how my friend um, Laura Casey says, flowers grow through dirt and so do you. So even if you feel like you're kind of buried under a pile of dirt right now, if you can tap into those little seeds of creativity and those little seeds of skills that you have, but have kind of dismissed or never really done anything with, now's the time to tap into them. Now's the time to water them. And in the future, those things are going to really start to bloom. You know, I saw someone on Instagram recently say um, something along the lines of uh, this season, as sucky as it feels, I'm choosing to believe it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. I was like, oh, that is good. And that is challenging. I, you know, I, I truly believe sometimes even our very worst or hardest days, even our bad days are the very best days for us because they're part of a much bigger plan, right? Think about all the adversity that you've walked through in different seasons of your life outside of this. Have you not come out better on the other side? Have you not come out with more perspective on the other side? Have you not come out more empathetic on the other side? Have you not come out with more strength on the other side? Have you not come out with more clarity on the other side? You know, so it's like there will be good and God will make it good even if that doesn't make the bad any less bad, right? That doesn't invalidate the bad. But It will be made good and it will be made right in the very best way and and in the way that's right for you. And that might be different in the way that's right for your friends. So don't do the comparison thing either. Um, But, you know, I know disappointment is real. I know it feels like everything is upside down. I know times are really uncertain, but I want to pass that same belief, that same truth along and instill that belief in you too. say it out loud. This season, as sucky as it feels, is going to be the best dang thing that ever happened to me and then make it so. Seriously, make it so. Take ownership and make it so. I'm going to close with this tweet that I made um, a couple weeks ago. But this was just a thought that I had as I was driving down the road. I remember like exactly when the thought popped into my head. I was turning the corner. We live out in the country and the sun was kind of setting over this field. And it's this awkward time in Indiana where things, it's kind of like trying to be spring. But it's also still like often on cold. So there's like a little bit of leaves on the trees, but mostly dead. And then kind of like rain and gray. Anyways, but it just looks so beautiful. I think the way that the sun was hitting the, the road, I think it had rained that day. So there was like a little bit of reflection off the road. And it just popped into my head. I just saw beauty even in the midst of what really is kind of like an ugly, cold, wintry spring gray day. Um, but the sun peeked out at the end of it and it just reminded me of beauty and beauty can exist even at the end of a really you know, gloomy day. And so this popped into my head and I put it on Twitter. I'm going to close with this thought. I wrote, may this be a time where beauty and purpose are born, a time where creativity is awakened, faith is revived cures are discovered, a time we collectively lean into our calling to contribute to the flourishing of humankind and come out with a better world on the other side. So do that, let this be a time where beauty and purpose are born in your life, a time where your creativity is awakened and you tap into it, a time where your faith is revived, a time where you lean into your calling to contribute to the flourishing of humankind, even if that's different than the ways that you have in the past. And let this be a time that you commit to coming out better on the other side. You got this, girl. I'm cheering for you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit JordanLeedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too
0: important to settle for anything less.